Hey everybody, it's Adam Farkas. Welcome to another edition of OD Wire Radio, and I'm here along with Paul Farkas. Hi everyone. And the reason that I'm laughing is because today our show is all about managing symptoms of lid margin diseases. And if you've been on OD Wire, you've seen my own travails with my blepharitis. You've seen all the different sort of uh, tortures that I put myself through <laughs> to try to treat my own blepharitis. Um, and it's actually been humorous over the years to watch it. Uh, and I think, Paul, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, that probably the reason that we see all these different kinds of treatments and everyone has their own techniques um, is because the, the etiology of a lid margin disease is becoming better known. Sure. And and so in the past, you really didn't know what was going on. But now we, we have a much better understanding of the diseases. And um, and so I think what people are starting to do is take a much more scientific approach to actually uh, treating lid margin disease. Would you would you say that's a fair assessment? Yep, that's perfect. <laughs> well, today, fortunately, we have an expert who's going to take us through a much more scientific way uh, to handle this problem. So uh, we have Walt Whitley, who is the director of optometric services uh, at the internationally recognized Virginia Eye Consultants in Norfolk, Virginia, uh, where his practice consists of ocular surface disease, glaucoma, surgical co-management, uh, clinical research. So he basically runs the gamut in his practice, and he's a, an expert uh, in treating uh, lid margin disease. So we're really fortunate to have Walt here with us today to try to talk us through how to approach this in, in a much more systematic way than torturing yourself as I did on OD Sure. <laughs> so, so Walt, when we t just to get started, to give our people a little bit of background, can you describe the practice that you're in, the demographics? You bet. First of all, hi, everybody. I'm excited to be here. This is a fun program that's, uh, that, that you all have, and it's uh, very educational, and I, I'm glad to be a part of this. Uh, a little bit about my practice. I work at a referral, tertiary referral care practice, and we are an optometric referral center as well. We have about 150 optometrists that refer to our practice. Uh, we have all the different subspecialties. We have cataracts. We have uveitis. We have oculoplastics, retina, and glaucoma specialists within our practice. And when I joined, I joined, I've been here about six years now. We do a lot of different uh, clinical research studies, uh, lots of stuff, whether it's technology, pharmaceutical related. But for me, my passion has been looking at the ocular surface, in particular to lid margin disease. And when you work with a bunch of different subspecialists within, within a practice like mine, and we do not do glasses, we don't do contact lenses as well. And so I had to figure out where I'm going to make my uh, clinic and how I was going to specialize within our clinic. And so I embraced ocular surface disease. And that's one of the things that we talk frequently about with the ODs that we work with. Great. So just to kick things off, can you give us a sense of what kind of margin diseases you actually see in your practice and how common each, each kind of disease is? Well, we can start there. Actually, we see a lot of different lid margin disease, whether it's anterior or posterior blepharitis, actually in particular called meibomian gland dysfunction. There's demodex as well, which are little mites. That, we'll, we'll get into that a, a little bit later. Ocular rosacea, different forms of conditions that do affect the, the lids itself, which we all see every day. There was a poll that was done where they asked both ophthalmologists and optometrists what percentage of your patients have lid margin disease? And the ophthalmologist said about 37%. And for optometry, we said about 40, 47%. Uh, there was actually another study, uh, Venturino did a study, and this was in 2003, about almost 1,200 patients presented just with red irritated eyes. And what they found is 24% of patients do suffer from 
posterior blepharitis, whether it's MGD, rosacea, or Demodex, 12% with dry eye, or 21% with dry eye disease, and then 12% with anterior blepharitis due to staph species on, on the eyelids. Wow. You know, you mentioned the word Demodex. To me, that sounds like something you might spray on your foot. <laughs> For those of us that don't know what Demodex is, could you describe When, when did you graduate? <laughs> well, there's still fungal disease on the feet. That's well, it, 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 it can be associated with that. And actually, Demodex, it's a common, it's, it's, it's categorized as an ectoparasite. So it's a little critter that's going to be on the pilosebaceous units of the skin. And if you have Demodex, so you can have this all over your body, but it can lead to rosacea. And so if we have patients that have, if we see they have rosacea, that's one of the things that we're finding is associated is this little uh, ectoparasite. It can cause the skin lesions. It can cause inflammation as well throughout the, uh, on, the, on the surface of the skin. And you can go back down to the feet as well. Uh, but within the eye, it causes blepharitis, MGD, conjunctivitis, and also keratitis. Right. So I guess for for the the person who's not up on their margin disease, can you run through what people should be looking for and what yeah. kind of symptoms you see? Yeah, you bet. Actually, there, uh, before I get into that, there's there's well, actually we do have to look at the lids first. And whenever we look at the lids, we're looking in for a specific type of of colorettes or it's, it's called cylindrical dandruff and essentially what it is it's it's the waste products or it's the body of a dead mite that collects on the lids and the lashes how does that sound pretty gross pretty gross <laughs> that's right that's right so there's actually two different species there's the demodex folliculorum which lives on the hair and the lash follicle and then also there's a demodex brevis which is, is found deeper within the meibomian glands itself. And these little critters, you can, uh, there's different ways that, that you can see them, but they do have a head and they have four pairs of legs and a body. And uh, these, 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 these critters cause all the different changes within the ocular surface, the inflammation, the irritation on the eye. And so whenever you see the cylindrical dandruff, which ends up being a cuff, uh, flake, uh, a cuff surrounding the, the base of the hair follicle that is diagnostic of a patient that would have Demodex. Right. And let me just ask you this, because Paul's making faces since he obviously knows very little about this. How do you <laughs> actually make that diagnosis? What kind of instruments do you use to see this? You know, there's a, right now we're starting to hear a lot more uh, buzz about Demodex, especially in the last few years. I know uh, one of my good friends, Scott Hosworth, Milton Hom, uh, Scott Schachter, they, they've all done a lot in regards to Demodex. And one of the things that they started doing, I haven't done this myself. I'll let you know what I do here uh, briefly. But what they did, they went back to school. And, and what I mean by that is they all bought that microscope kit, and you can get them on like Amazon.com or you can get them anywhere. And they're like maybe 100 bucks, 200 bucks. And what they'll do is they'll pluck, a, if they see that cylindrical dandruff, if, if they see that, that cuff around the base of the lash, they will actually take some forceps. And, and what you can do is you can pull on the base, you can pull at the base of the lashes and you just rotate around in a circular area and you're going to kind of tease this mite out of the hair follicle. Then once they have the lash out, they'll put it on a slide, they'll put a cover on the slide and, and, a, and, a, and a drop of oil on it as well and they'll put it underneath the microscope, and you can see this little critter just moving around. And if you have a microscope that has a screen, a viewing screen, you show that to your patient. 
And then talk about patient wow. They're like, wow, what the heck is that on my eye? <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Ed, um, what's the prevalence of, of these mites? <laughs> the, the prevalence, actually, that, that's a great question. They say by the age of 60, about 84% of patients have it. By the age of 70, about 100% of people have it. But it's one of those conditions that does increase. The prevalence increases with age. Um, I mean, in some, in, in some studies, they, they showed that 20-year-olds, about 25% of 20-year-olds have this as well. And so this is something that does increase with age, but it's something that has been essentially underdiagnosed because uh, just like uh, dry eye disease or, or going back to any of the blepharitis or the lid margin diseases, if we're not looking for it, if we're not listening and asking the right questions, then this can easily uh, not be addressed. For our patients. Sure. Well, once you've actually done this and you've now freaked out your patient and they see this little okay. mite. Pay up me. hundred <laughs> percent chance. Yeah, you wow. have a hundred percent chance, Paul. You're you're done for. So I guess the big question is, uh, you know, we're here to talk today talk today about Cleardex. And, you know, we mentioned before I mentioned the torture that I put myself through with a wide variety of scientific and not so scientific treatments in the past. So let's focus on a scientific one for a second. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Cleardex and, and where you might use it, um, you know, in your practice? Yeah. Uh, Cleardex is something that I've started to use uh, frequently. It's been my go-to for the last, gosh, the last year or two uh, that, it, that it's been available. And I mean, I, there's a lots of different treatments that we can do for conditions such as, as Demodex. Uh, uh, historically, well, before you can do any treatment, that patient education is the key. And that's why I shared that story with the microscope. And I know a lot of people do that. Within my practice, I don't. I will take a look at the lashes. I will look for that cylindrical dandruff, uh, once again, at the base of the lashes. Uh, after I finish my examination, I will go, to a, uh, I will go uh, online and I'll pull a picture or I'll take a photo of their eye as well, and I'll show them exactly uh, what their lashes look like and what those mites look like. And until you can get the patient to buy in and understand what we're treating, that, then they're not going to they're not going to follow through with their treatment. So patient education, no matter what treatment or whatever we're treating, that's always going to be key. Um, when it comes to the 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 Clearidex, the reason why I use it, it does have tea tree oil. Uh, the main ingredient is for terpenol, and when it comes to tea tree oil, that is actually from the Australian uh, the Australian plant, the Melaleucia uh, plant. And it's been used for wounds and infections in the past. It has anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, antifungal, and anti, uh, um, anti, anti a whole lot of thing, things that it, that it can do. But the thing with the tea tree oil, if you use it at the full concentration or even at 50% alone, it's very harsh on the eye. It's very irritating. And so that's why I've not used that. I've gone straight to a, 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 a wipe such as Cleardex that I know has the main ingredient that is going to be effective, be able to effectively kill the mites um, and, eradic and reduce the, the, the prevalence on the ocular surface. Right. It's actually interesting. One of the treatments that I tried in, in the past was just straight, as you said, tea tree oil, but you never really know what, um, what it is you're getting or how much or... <laughs> or where to get it? Or where to get it? Or, or which store? I mean, you you go to the, the 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 health food store. It's all over the place. And you're like, I don't know, I don't know which one to get. And so that and that's the reason why I got away from it because of how it felt uh, on the patients itself. 
but for me, I mean, there's a lots of different wipes. There's a lots of there's lots of different uh, things that, that that practitioners use. I know Sterilid does have some tea, the Sterilid foam cleanser does have some tea tree oil in it. There's other um, there's uh, other lid wipes that are available. I know the uh, Ocusoft, uh, uh Plus is, is also available. But the main difference is is that four terpenol that in in several different studies has shown its efficacy in 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 killing the mites itself, and it's it's not as harsh. Whenever you use tea tree oil, even uh, even for the Cleardex, it goes back to patient education. And what I do is I show the patients how to use it. I do that in office, or I have one of my staff members show them how to do it to clean it off of the base of the lashes itself and then uh, do both eyes, and then keep your eyes closed for about a minute. I let them know that there's going to be a warm, tingly feeling that, 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 that they may have. Keep their eyes closed for about a minute. And, you know, one thing, have you all ever used uh, hair shampoo with tea tree oil? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you know how you get that tingling feeling? But, uh, but a lot of our patients, they, they're familiar with something like that, and so I let them know that it is going to feel like this. It is going to be... It is gonna be um, well, well, for most patients, it's good. It's going to be soothing. Some patients, such as yourself, it may not have the same effect, but um, but it it is very effective at addressing their demodex blepharitis. Right. Well, you know, the problem with the shampoos that I've seen is that again, you don't have such tight control over the way you're dosing it. And of course, I'm not a careful person by nature, so all of a sudden, you're getting this huge dose right in your eye, um, mm-hmm. and it it just really hurts. So I think to me, that's that's probably the more attractive feature of a wipe is that that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 ex- ex- exactly. And you know the uh, the other benefit is whenever it comes to blepharitis, and as we're talking about Demodex right now, but we do know that staph is very prevalent as well. The staph epidermidis, the staph aureus, a lot of it is part of the normal flora of the lids itself. But there can be an overabundance of it. And what by using when and the reason that's the other reason why I chose Cleardex is because it does it can kill the bacteria as well. And so I, I use it as my go-to for any of the blepharitis that are out there. So, so now I have to worry about flossing my teeth every night and then start this treatment. How, how, long, does, how long does this take at night if you want to yeah. do, do it on a, on a daily basis? It doesn't really take that long. I mean, it's essentially you're going you're gonna to wipe it along the base of the eyelash on both, both sides for, what, 30 seconds. You can do it longer if you, if, if you, if you like. And then you keep your eyes closed for about a minute, and so just a few minutes uh, every night. Normally, the treatment's going to be for about uh, six weeks, six to eight weeks. Everybody's a little bit different on how they treat it. Uh, whenever I start a treatment, I know, depending on the severity of the condition, I see the patient either at two weeks or four weeks, and I reassess their eyes to see if I need to modify their treatment at all. So, so I remember the days when I had hair. I also had dandruff. <laughs> And there was a there was a problem uh, that it used to go into the eye eye eyebrows. The dandruff uh-huh. went into the eyebrows. So do you have pads that actually clean the eyebrows as well as around the eyes? Uh, I I guess you could use that wipe, and you could put that on the on the eyebrows. And there actually have been reports of finding the demodex that you can't get it in the fall fo- because it's a hair follicle itself. And since the eyebrows so close, I mean, they can happen there too. Hmm. Sure. Interesting. So I'm looking down here right now, and I'm seeing two different products. I'm seeing Clearidex and Clearidex Complete. 
Can you mm-hmm. give us a little rundown about what what each one is and, and how how they work? I mean, we know obviously yeah. that they all that they contain the fortorfinol, but can you tell us the difference between the two products? Yeah, uh, the difference is actually the Cleardex Complete just came out about a month or so, a month or two ago, and so this is for our patients that have more the moderate to severe symptoms of the lid margin disease, whether it's blepharitis, uh, staph blepharitis, demodex, uh, or even meibomian gland disease, because. The, within the MGD, there's the Demodex uh, Brevis that we have there. So for the more to moderate to severe, that's where I'm going to go. Uh, I've been using the Cleardex Complete. If it's mild to moderate, that's where I use the wipes in and of itself. Right. And so the the Complete, what what is actually the difference? Because I I don't I I haven't physically laid the hands on it yet. It is a new product. What what what's the difference between the two? Okay. Oh, great, great question. Yeah, the difference between the two is one one's a box of wipes, and there's there's about uh, 24 wipes in there. The other one is a is a kit, and it's an in-office kit. Where for me, what I'll do is I'll see the patient if I if I see that they they have moderate to severe lid margin disease, and if I see the the demodex as well, I will reappoint them. I'll bring them back on a on a separate scheduled time because it's going to take about 10 to 15 minutes that you know, I did not allot into my schedule, so I have to bring them back on a different day. But within the kit itself, there's actually a formulation which is a higher concentration of the isolated 4-terpenol. Uh, there's also a, a brush uh, that has two different sides. One's more almost like a paintbrush. The other side of the brush is a mascara brush. And it does also come with a box of Cleardex itself. And so it's an in-office procedure that we, we, we get rid of the majority of the blepharitis on the, within the office, and then we give the patient the homework where they have to, they have to well, own up to their condition and they have to do the treatments at home for their condition to get better. You know, you said the magic number, 10 or 15 minutes. Does that mean that you allow your, your assistant, your technicians to do this for you? Because it yeah, sounds like it's labor-intensive. Well, since this is still relatively new, this is something that I've been doing myself, but this is something that, you know, I would be fine in uh, allowing one of my technicians to do it as well. Uh, I have a lot of interns at the practice, and, and, and they enjoy doing these procedures. And so essentially what you're going to do is you're going to take the, uh, the, the, advanced, the advanced formulation uh, or the gel, and we're going to brush it onto the, onto the eyelids and the base of the eyelids itself. And then on the other side, there's going to be the mascara brush where we're going to scrub once again along the base of the lashes to get rid of all that cylindrical dandruff and get all of the blepharitis, uh, whatever species it is, uh, away from the, the, the lid margin itself. Afterwards, there's, actually a, a, there's also a standalone moist uh, Cleardex towelette that we're going to remove all of that gel, all the 4-terpenol the gel off the eye. And then afterwards, we send, we send the patient home with a box of Cleardex with all the different wipes in there, and then we'll bring them back in about two weeks to reassess their condition. Is, is, this, is this condition uh, contagious? Do you have to worry about problems in the office with contagion? No, you don't have to worry about it being contagious uh, between, uh, w- within the office itself. But one place where it can, you can pass it along to each other, is just like uh, in your sheets. Uh, so your bedding, you're going to want to wash your bedding uh, a lot more frequently. If, uh, you know, whoever your, your partner is, um, who, who, you, you'll have to share the, share the, or clean the, the pillows uh, more often. 
and just have your your significant other make sure we take a look at them as well because the symptoms once again the red irritated eyes but sometimes patients they don't have symptoms and so either way if you're diagnosed with it then what i would recommend is make sure you get uh, your, your significant other evaluated so we can take a look to see is this something that needs to be treated as well. Sure. You know, it's actually sort of funny uh, hearing the way things work. Just it just apropos of absolutely nothing. This reminds me in dentistry, a lot mm -hmm. of, of uh, tooth whitening where people mm -hmm. can buy whiteners themselves to apply at home. They take a long time to work and don't mm -hmm. necessarily work very well. But or they can opt for the in-office procedure, which involves mm -hmm. much higher concentrations of the whitener and activated by light and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then do maintenance at home. So it sort of reminds me of, of the same sort of model. Um, yeah. It's apropos of nothing, but it is, it is interesting. So is this... Yeah, a, the, the, go ahead, go ahead, Paul. No, I'll no, finish with what Adam's thought. Go ahead. Well, the, the question I have is, is, is this a prescription item? Do, you, do the, uh, the eye care practitioners have to write a prescription for this? No, no, this is not a... It? Yeah, this is not a prescription at all. What we do within our practice is we buy it and, and we, we carry an inventory within our practice for both the, the towelettes uh, as well as the Cleardex Complete Kit. And so we can decide, uh, we can decide, or we, we, we sell it and dispense it out of our practice. And the benefits of that is there's, there's just, as we mentioned earlier, there's so much confusion when you go to the pharmacy, if you go to the, 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 the nutrition store, that it's hard to know which one to get. So if you can give them a name and say, hey, this is the one for you, but we'll make it even easier. You can pick it up at the, at the front desk and then it's going to be more convenient for the patient. They're more likely to get it and they're more likely to do it after we do the patient education and show them the little critters on the screen. Sure. And you know what it sounds like to me, that if you use the Cleardex Complete, it sounds like you're actually treating the symptoms immediately versus, versus doing it sort of slowly as, as we do with lid scrubs. So mm -hmm. I, w I, I wonder what the impact on patient compliance is. If all of a sudden they come in, bang, 15 minutes later, oh my gosh, you know, I'm better. Yeah. Do they comply then uh, better uh, with yeah. using them uh, ap after they leave? And I'm, I'm you know that? Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I'm just sort of curious as to what your experience is with that. Yeah, see, that's, what, that's why I started off saying patient education is, is going to be the key because uh, compliance, if you look at studies, it doesn't matter if it's with a glaucoma, whether it's with antibiotics, whether it's with pills, compliance is very low. And if, if when you're asking a patient to do a, whether it's a few-minute procedure or even flossing, if you ask how many patients floss every single day or how many people floss every single day, the compliance rate's not going to be very high. And Johnson & Johnson did a study on this several years ago where they found that 87% of patients floss infrequently or not at all. And this is something that we know we we're supposed to be doing. So when we're asking them to do a warm compress for 10 minutes, if we're asking them to do the, the, the lid wipes, if they don't understand their condition, then they're, they're not likely going to follow through and, and be compliant and, and, and adherent. Earlier, you mentioned the, 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 the teeth whitening, and, and I, I, do, I totally get where, where you're coming from on that. One of the things that I would take a step further on that is, is make it, when bringing the patient back. Because whenever we're treating, and that's one of the things we teach all of our students and interns is treat and follow. 
and we see the patient come back. If it gets better, great. If not, we have to keep treating them. And then, because this is something we're never going to kill. We're not. We're never going to kill. There's thousands of Demodex all over us. There's thousands of or on our lashes. There's thousands of bacteria all over our our bodies and our eyelids as well. And so there's the normal flora. There's the normal homeostasis. But we have to make sure that uh, that it does not multiply and become problematic for our patients. Sure. I have a tangential question. Way back in the beginning of the interview, you said that, that Demodex was linked to rosacea. Can mm-hmm. you actually use tea tree oil or, or Cleardex uh, just as a facial cleaner as well? Is it Does, does it work well? Uh, I have had some patients. Uh, this is the the talents are, are are used for the eye, obviously. But I do have a lot of patients that have used it on their cheeks and their face as well, and it has been uh, very effective. Uh, the the prevalence or the the uh, the the um, with both the incidence of, of both the Demodex and the rosacea. There's lots of different studies coming out. If you go to the National uh, Rosacea Society at their last meeting, I mean, everything was talking about Demodex and, and, and rosacea and the importance of, of utilizing or, or treating the, the Demodex. And um, so, yeah, sure, use it on, on, your, on your cheeks. My patients have loved it when they've used it as well. So it sounds like it could be a chronic condition. So do some patients want to just keep using it as part of their routine before going to bed system? Yeah, some some patients do. Some patients do. Just like uh, um, showering or bathing, one of the places that we're not as good, and especially us guys aren't as good as good at, is washing our face. And we do. Maybe we wash our face, but how often do we wash our eyes and wash our eyelids itself? And so that area often gets uh, undertreated. And so just you know, uh, to, to to minimize the impact and to to a potential chronic condition. Is, is is cleaning those areas off. Right. So I guess we get to the million-dollar question. Um, how much does this actually cost? The cost for the Cleardex carton itself is $24, and the recommended MSRP is, is about $30, $39. The Cleardex Complete is a $75 uh, kit itself, and it comes with the, the carton of the Cleardex. And the suggested retail price for that is... Uh, $150, but it's up to uh, up to the practitioner uh, themselves. Sure, and a, it, I'm sorry, and a, sing, a single Cleardex Complete kit will treat both eyes. Yes, it will. It will. It will treat both eyes. Great. And so, what's your personal experience been, if if I may ask, um, in mm-hmm. in terms of of actually being able to sell this through to patients? Are they pretty receptive to it? Yes, they have. They have been pretty receptive, and and you know I'm. I'm not going to get every single patient to go to this for whatever, to, for whatever reason, because, um, you know, sometimes patients, they may get to the checkout counter and they may decide that they do not want to get it. And that goes back to the compliance. When you're educating the patient, telling them, Hey, there's lots of different wipes. There's lots of different treatments that you could try, but to address your condition, this is what I'm prescribing for you, and this is what I want you to pick up at, at, at the checkout. And I've had lots of success with it, getting the staff on board, getting the, the person who's doing the checkout on board as well, and telling the patient, hey, this is what Dr. Whitley recommended, and this is what's going to be the best treatment for you. Right. <laughs> I'm just, again, thinking of my own experience at Whole Foods when I tried my tea tree oil experiment on my own. Of, uh-huh. course, of course I picked badly, right? Because you, here you are faced with... An entire shelf full of stuff. You have no idea, uh-huh. you know, what what you're actually supposed to use, what the proper dose is, 
um, you know, what 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 percentage uh, of the active ingredient it is. So you have no clue. So I would think from a patient's perspective, they have a problem. You've identified it. You've given a, a you know a recommendation. Having it sitting there in front of them and stocked in the office, I would imagine, is pretty attractive to most people. The patient perspective, the doctor perspective too, because I mean, there there are so many different products out there, but not all of them are as effective at, at, cre- at treating these type of conditions without all the different side effects and the adverse effects that that, pa- that patients may have with the higher concentrations of tea tree oil. So, so Cleardex can be. Purchased for sure through the practitioner. Uh, yeah. there, are there any other places? Uh, they they can go online. They can go online too and, but, and get but it. But no pharmacies, no discounters, that type of thing. No pharmacies, no discounters as well. They can go to the website and they can get it. Got okay. it. All right. Well, great. So we're just about out of time. Do you have any final thoughts for us? No, I, this is just one of those things. It's been a very exciting part of my of my practice. And actually for the other optometrists within, within our practice as well is looking at the ocular surface, looking at the bit lid margin. With the, with the Demodex, we're starting to hear a lot more buzz about it. And, you know, once you start looking at it, you're going to recognize that cylindrical dandruff and you're going to, and you're going to see, hey, you know, the, you know, I need to try something different because the previous treatments that I've, I've done hasn't worked. And is there a better way to treat these conditions? And so with my practice, it's, it's been very beneficial. Great. Well, Walt, thanks so much for spending the time with us. And I'm sure the conversation about Cleardex and about Demodex will continue yeah, on OD Wire. It, yeah, it, there's going to be a lot of conversation. Oh, Walt, yeah. I hope you'll join us on OD Wire uh, to answer some of the questions. Oh, will do. Will do. So happy hunting on those critters, everyone. <laughs> Thank <you. laughs> thanks. 